When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside of the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out here in Nevada. Michael Lombardi in the great state of New Jersey. And we have a fun show on tap for you guys over these next two hours. Make sure to tweet at us at VEASAN Live on Twitter. At M Lombardi NFL is where you can find Michael. At Femi Bebefe is where you can find me. Michael, how are we doing this morning? Uh, have you have you digested the six football doing, games that we saw yesterday? We're doing great. Yeah, it was a good afternoon. You know, it was kind of fun to watch. I, mm-hmm. I kind of was really disappointed in, in Frank Wright yesterday. Mm. I, I don't know what game he was watching. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. But to me, I was really disappointed in, A, his offense, and B, understanding the situation. He's got a rookie quarterback out there and he's letting them get the crap beat out of them because they mm-hmm. couldn't block the Jets front. And that was the that was the that was the Panthers starting offensive line. To me, of all the things that happened yesterday, Carolina's inability to be aware, Frank Wright's inability to be aware, and his lack of offensive acumen to me was some was really disappointing. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of been the rap on Frank Reich that his teams tend to start a little bit slower. Even the good Colts teams that he had with Andrew Luck in his first year there and even the year with Phillip Rivers, like they started off a little slow then got rolling once we got into like late October or so. But maybe that's going to come here with the Carolina Panthers. But there was no physicality. There was no physicality. I mean, Matt Corral took a beating. You know, he got sacked four times. I mean, there was no physicality to the team. And, you know, they really struggled. I mean, Bryce Young only threw six passes for 21 yards. But still, I I was like, okay, you know, you got a second chance to correct the mistakes that occurred in Indianapolis. And I I didn't see that. I was really disappointed in that. Yeah, well, we'll get into that more in depth here. But let's set the table for what we have coming up over these next two hours. In 30 minutes, joining us, our first guest, Larry Holder. 
the NFL writer over at The Athletic. Larry has an expertise down there on the bayou covering the Saints, but also covers the league from a national perspective. But we will hone in on Chief Saints. That is the first preseason game of the day. Then at 8.15 West Coast time, 11.15 Eastern, Jason Lockenfora, radio host in Baltimore, also NFL writer for the Washington Post. He'll join us to give us his thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens training camp. Also, maybe we'll get some Washington Commanders news from Jason Lockenfora there. Obviously, the Commanders being in the news this past week with Ron Rivera making the comments about Eric Bieniemy. Then at 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 Pacific time, Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director at the Borgata. Michael, I met TG for the first time this past Friday. He was nice. in town in Las Vegas. So yeah. me and TG have met. He I was know, looking he was sharp. Roaming he was, around yeah. there. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, it, was, it was good to finally meet it. TG. Uh, so uh, we will talk with TG coming yeah. up in hour number two. But Michael, let's start with what we saw yesterday in the midway. Soldier mm. Field, Chicago Bears oh, taking on the Tennessee Titans. I, really really I see the smile on your face. I see the smile on your face. You were, I'm sure, happy to see. Because I told you yesterday, you said that you were not going to be able to watch the game live. And I said, I will text you updates on what's happening. I ended up tweeting you an update of what happened. And just one play of the series there for the Chicago Bears offense. And it was a good start is what I <laughs> tweeted for the Fields More connection that has everyone excited uh, in Chicago. Uh, 68 yards to the house. Let's go Bears. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I would love for you. I would love for Twitter Femi to walk into Al Davis's office and try to <laughs> proclaim those three passes as progress. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. Like, I, I love I got a tweet there. Somebody said that Al would say the, the backup assistant equipment manager could have completed all those passes. True. He could have. You know, like, look. I, I, DJ Moore made a great catch. It wasn't a good throw on the first one. And he made a great run. And then Herbert made a great run. So, like, mm -hmm. let's temper things down. You know what got lost in the whole thing? As you are sitting there sticking your chest out for Justin Fields and pounding it and pretending that that was really good. The reality of the game was the first string defense for the Chicago Bears got torched, mm -hmm. got smoked by the Tennessee Titans and Malik Willis. I mean, think about it. The opening drive of the game was embarrassing. I mean, they just marched the ball right down the field, and, and the Bears were playing their guys. The Bears were playing their guys. They went 12 plays, 80 yards, went right down the field and scored. And Malik Willis actually looked improved to me mm -hmm. from where he was last year. It wasn't great, but it was improved. Yeah. So I, I was really impressed with that. If I were a Bears fan, and I'm sitting there counting on, you know, and, and they had the broadcast on, and I'm counting on Billings and Jones and, you know, Edwards and all these new guys that they put in there. Now, they didn't have Edmonds in there at linebacker, but they just smoked them. They went right down the field. And that was a problem to me. Yeah, well, And this is why, I, mean, I know you've always been making fun of me saying that I got these Fields MVP tickets and Bears to the Super Bowl and all that no, stuff. The way you acted we, we yesterday – <laughs> The way you the way you behaved on Twitter yesterday was clearly an indication that you have them. I mean, you're part of that Twitter universe. I mean, you're oh, part no. of that one play makes a play. I mean, if you're gonna oh, act was, like a was, fan, was, get pom poms, get your t-shirt out. You know, I'm shocked you didn't wear your Justin Fields jersey today. I just want to. I mean, I, come on. Let's issue the correction. It was two I mean, touchdowns. Stetson it wasn't Bennett one touchdown. could have completed that. He did Stetson complete one. Bennett could have completed those passes. The point is, I watched Stetson Bennett. He also tried to throw four interceptions in the he? first drive. So, like, I was watching that too. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to the Rams a little bit later. My point is with Justin Fields, and my point has been this entire season that we're going to see the progress 
from Justin Fields. He's a quarterback that is ascending, but my issue with the Bears is the defense, like you highlighted. That's why I am not no, all in no. on the Chicago the progress Bears. For the, Justin Fields, the, Bears is the, defense. the progress for Justin Fields has to occur when it's a drop-back pass game and he's got to read it out. It's we'll not it. the quick game. It's yeah. not throwing a screen. It's not scrambling, making a run. Those plays he can make. Those mm-hmm. plays anyone can make. It's when you have to throw the football and you're sitting back there and you got to drive it down the field. Like, that's the game. That was no indication of progress. None. None at all. Like, that was no indication. Great. Three for three, perfect quarterback rating. Wonderful. I'm happy for him. But if you Are think you? that was progress. <laughs> I, no, I am. I've been saying, I've been saying all along, Femi, that that let Justin lower the expectations. Let him get good before you put him in the MVP conversation. No, but I, naturally, yesterday, your group, the posse that you have with Danny O and Emil, Emmanuel Acho, all those guys, you know, you got the meeting together. You guys are like the Warren Commission. You all got together, and you, here comes your story. It's posse. facts. It's, it's like the Warren Commission. It's not factual, but you have your story. I didn't say that he was ready to be the MVP. I just said, hey, we're off to a good start on this connection. And I, I even gave the Bears playmakers some credit. And this is what we've been talking about, that this can be an explosive offense. Now, you're saying that, okay, we didn't see him go through the explosive drop back offense. game and all of that stuff. I mean, is it not explosive? Explosive uh, offense. 40, 43 yards I mean, per attempt. On. Is that not right. explosive? Let me ask you this question. What, what do you want him to do? Where to, was DJ Moore last year for, for, the, for Baker Mayfield? Like, where was he? Like, DJ Moore's a good player. Yeah. All I heard yesterday, number one, like, DJ Moore's a good player. He's not an elite player. No, he's a good player. Hey, they're gonna, somebody's going to take him out of the game. He's a good player. There's no question. You yeah. want him on your team. 100%. There's no doubt. But to, but to, to, you know, like, look, they're gonna be. There's gonna be games. You gotta have a game plan. You throw a bubble screen and the guys miss 17 tackles. I mean, come on. Credit the runner, mm-hmm. right? Credit the yards after the catch. I, I don't think the ball traveled more than eight yards in his hand oh, yesterday at, in the you. three passes. Look at you. you, you, you you're Mr. I don't think it did. Mister A dot over here. Air yards. Is that your middle name well, over I mean, here? Look. look <laughs> I mean, MVP Mitch could have done the same thing, you know, and I'm sure you were on that MVP Mitch train too, like all the Bears fans were. We'll see. Give it time. Let's see see. when he could do it in a game, when people are blitzing, when people are coming after him. I mean, we saw that with Anthony Richardson yesterday, right? Anthony Richardson, when the game had to speed up, when McDermott called a couple blitzes, it struggled. He struggled. Now he hung in there. He held his poise, you know, but this is going to be a work in progress. Let's not forget about that. No, it will be. Uh, and my thing with Fields is that we're, we're going to see it. And I, I've said it all offseason. We're going to see it come fall, and then you'll have to issue your apology to Justin Fields and my posse, and we'll go from there. But we're, we're going to see it. Yeah. Just, just, just you wait on it. Just we're going to see it. what I, I'm telling you, and then I want you to make sure that when he doesn't do what you think he can do, that you issue the apology to oh. my posse. Because most of the people in my posse are from the league. Like, nobody believes it. It's just like the Trey Lance contingency. Mm-hmm. Like, because he's starting today, people actually think he's going to be the backup quarterback. Let oh, me no, say something very clearly here now. Let me say something very clearly here now. There is no chance he's the backup quarterback. There is no chance, okay? Like, it's not good. No matter what you read about in San Francisco, no matter what you hear about in San Francisco, it's not good. He will be the third, and I don't know what they're going to do. In fact, they got to fix it to where it's going to become better. And I'm just telling you, there's a narrative out there that gets carried away. 
The Fields narrative gets carried away. The Lance narrative gets carried away. You know, it's sometimes, you know, Lamar Jackson can't get his narrative carried away. Some guys can't. Those two guys seem to have it. And I'm just telling you right now, on August, whatever the date is, 12th? 13th. The 13th, there is no chance Lance is the backup quarterback. Zero. I mean, there's no arguments from me on Trey Lance. I mean, we saw when they signed Sam Darnold, we proclaimed here on this show and on the podcast that it was over for, for Trey Lance. Honestly, this is the, the reason why it's starting, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, this to me feels like a showcase to say if, if Lance plays well, maybe we can get somebody to make the phone call that we've always been waiting for since we put out the 1-800 number I, back in April. I, I, don't th- I, don't think, I don't think, based on what's talked about around the league, I don't think anybody's going to fall for it. I really don't. Mm. I really don't. I don't think oh. any coach is going to fall for it. Now, personnel guys, Adam Peters maybe fell for it. John Lynch fell for it. I don't think so. This is, look, it's unfortunate for Lance. He hasn't played. Today, yeah. we'll, he'll get a chance to play. It's all backups in San Francisco versus the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, I can just tell you, based on practices, there is no chance. Mm. So the Niners are just going to have to eat it? We'll, we'll talk about this on the other side, as well as the other I'm games. I'm sure they'll have a PR. I'm sure they'll have a PR campaign for it. One eight hundred Lance. <laughs> we'll be back. It's Lombardi Life. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line. We are presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Fun first hour. We have a fun second hour on deck for you guys as well. 15 minutes from now, Jason Locke and Fora, host over in Baltimore on Baltimore Radio and also a national NFL writer for the Washington Post, I should say, will join us coming up in 15 minutes. Then 30 minutes from now, it'll be Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata here. We'll see what's going on behind the scenes in Atlantic City there with TG. But, Michael, before we go further, let's get into a segment that is known very well here on the Lombardi line. It is no way or no doubt. Do you disagree with these takes? No way. Uh-uh, no way. Or do you approve? Oh, no doubts. No doubts. No doubt my mind. No diggity, no doubt. It's time to ask Michael Lombardi, no way or no doubt. Just excellent work from our team, as always, with the imaging here with no way and no doubt. And this first one is going to be a little bit of a pivot, not football-related, but on the hardwood with your beloved Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like, according to the reports from Adrian Wojnarowski over at ESPN, that the, James Market is being pulled off of the trade market right now. James Harden wanted the trade, wants to go to the Philadelphia. What does that, t- that tell you? What does that tell you? <laughs> well, let me there say- is no trade. When somebody's, when somebody's not on the trade market, that means there is no trade market. Well, let's get into it. Michael, the Philadelphia 76ers are a better team with James Harden than they would be without him. No way or no doubt. Well, no, no doubt they're a better team with them. Uh, the problem is, that without them, you lose $36 million of cap room. And how do you replace them? And clearly, the 76ers have over-evaluated him because the market is telling them they're not interested. Like, the one thing about sports and business, nobody wants your problems. Nobody wants your malcontents. You know, and this is an important lesson for Jonathan Taylor to learn, too. Nobody wants a problem player. You could say, well, it was one time. Well, okay, problem in Houston, problem in Brooklyn, now problem in Philly. He's shocked if he's a problem in the next place. And his play isn't to the level of his contract. The reason he opted in is because his agent, whomever that is, maybe himself, looked around the world and said, we can't get any more than this. I mean, even even Montrez Harrell opted out of his deal to get a better deal, and he couldn't play last year. And now he's on AC, now he's out for the year with an ACL. So – Clearly, Harden tested the market, couldn't make more than his option year, so he went back in. And now it's the 76ers' fault that he's not happy. I mean, look, this is Daryl Morey's mess. He's going to have to clean it up. He he was completely biased in only trading Simmons for Harden. And he gave up a lot to get Harden. Now he's got nothing. So now what he did is he traded one malcontent for another malcontent. So now, two years removed, we're going to have a guy who's not going to come to training camp. You know, it's the life of a 76er fan, but there's no doubt they're better with them. How's Harden doing this to his boy, Daryl Morey, man? Morey stuck his neck out for him, and then this is how he's treating him. It's just... well, I, I get the sense, this is just me, from, from knowing sports and being behind, being behind the curtain, mm-hmm. is that he thought Morey was going to pay him more. 
and give them more years. And money, you know, money is the great, as the great Arnold Rothstein says, nothing says I'm sorry better than money, but nothing causes more fights than money. And so when he didn't, when Maury didn't give him that extension or offer him a bigger deal after he took less money, I think that severed the relationship. To me, what causes relationships to break up oftentimes, whether it's family or friends, money. 100%. It's, it's the number one route for a lot of breakups that we see with family and friends there. It is financial reasons. All right, let's we get to the next item here. And this one has to do with Bryce Young, rookie quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Yesterday in his preseason debut, four of six for 21 yards, but he was hit quite a bit in the series that he played. So, Michael, the Carolina Panthers offensive line was the reason for Bryce Young's uninspiring preseason debut. No way or no doubt. No doubt. I mean, look, Bryce Young threw the ball with rhythm. He, he looked like he was in command, which is what you want. Uh, but he had no protection, which is not what you want. It's hard at times for rookie quarterbacks or veteran quarterbacks to play well if they can't have time to get the football off. So there's no doubt. I mean, Carolina is embarrassed. They got embarrassed. I mean, for all the talk that Carolina whooped the Jets offensive line, in the game, the Jets backup offensive line whooped the Panthers, which is a great news for the Jets because they have depth. But the reality of it is, is Bryce Young, like all quarterbacks, need protection. Yeah, you need it. Otherwise, you're going to look uh, pretty pedestrian, and that's what we saw yesterday. Today, we will see the Kansas City Chiefs take on the New Orleans Saints right now. That line is at Saints' one-point favorites total of 38. But Patrick Mahomes, the reigning MVP, the Super Bowl MVP, will play at least one quarter today. We'll also see Derek Carr play. But Mahomes is going to play in the preseason. And here's what Mahomes had to say when he was asked about wanting to get those reps in August. Just getting that, that first, I always say that first hit. You want to get hit where it's not too hard, but you can feel it. I mean, you go through a long offseason of uh, working through the pocket and knowing the guys are rushing, but they can't touch you. And so it's just different when you get in the game and you're able to get tackled and everything like that. Um, and I like to have at least one or two drives to, uh, under my belt to say that I'm ready to go. We're, we're doing the right things. And uh, Coach Reed, he allows me to do that. He allows me to get in there. So, Michael, all NFL players should play at least one series in the preseason, no way or no doubt. No doubt, I think they should play more. I mean, this is game one, and he's going to play in the series. You know, now nobody, none of these guys are going to play game three. Mm -hmm. So it used to be game three was the preparation. Game four was everybody was off. We could figure out who the young, let the young players play. It was a development game. So I think you've got to, like anything, you have to gradually build a player up. And I think Mahomes will play in this one. I think he'll play in the second one. He won't play in the third. And I think it's really good because you're not going to have great execution if you don't go out there and simulate practice. You take practice to the game. The games are always different than practice, right? As Mahomes just said in there, he's not. he knows he's not going to get hit. So he holds the ball longer. He does more things. In the game, his rhythm, his mind has to work faster. That's what you want. You want to be quick-minded. And the only way you become quick-minded is through reps. We saw that with Anthony Richardson. He's a little slow-minded right now because he doesn't have enough reps. Yeah, and I, I and I'm 100% agreement with you. I don't get this new wave of not playing anybody in the preseason and all that. You want to be cautious. You don't want to get anybody hurt because these games, the results of these games don't matter. But guys got to get ready. And the fact that we, I mean, like, I'm a Cowboy fan, so like, I see Dak Prescott. McCarthy said he's not going to play at all in the preseason. I'm like, man, after what we saw last year, you need to get your butt out there and play. Like, you know, this is a new offense yeah. that you're doing. Like, you need to be out there. Like, like, we can't be doing this too cool for school. Like, oh, it's the preseason. I'm not going to play. See me in September. Like, 
Well, you got to be crisp. Well, maybe in this case, it might be good because of the Cowboys offensive line without Zach Martin, without oh. Terrence Steele. We had Brian Broaddus on yesterday talking yeah. about how their offensive line isn't quite where it needs to be. Look, I don't think you could send that. Like to me, when I was watching the Carolina game, and if I were Frank Wright, I would have pulled. I would have pulled Bryce Young earlier. I don't want him to take that many hits. Mm. Like he was getting hit way too much, and it was because of the offensive line. So either we either we settle it down or we get him out. I would have taken him out. I think that's the same thing with Dak. You want your player to play, but only if he's going to have the back the first team line. You know that's where Malik Willis opening drive of the game looked really good. He had his starting line in the game, but then when Levis came in, they put the backups in. You know they took mm-hmm. Dillard out at left tackle. And all of a sudden, it started to break down a little bit. And that's the problem. you got to have protection. 100%. Uh, we also saw yesterday the Chicago Bears high-flying offense, two drives, two touchdowns led <laughs> by quarterback Justin Fields. So I oh ask you this, God. Michael. The Chicago Bears will be a top-10 NFL offense in 2023. No way, no doubt. This is an Elliott special, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no way. I mean, they'll be a top-10 rushing offense. Like, I – like, I don't understand how you just think he's going to go from 2,200 yards to lead the league. You know, he's got to prove to these defensive coordinators are not making $2 million a year because they're stupid. Like, they know the game that he has to play, and they'll defend that. Mm-hmm. And they know if we force him to stay in the pocket, he's been sacked 91 times, that he's going to have to prove it. Now, whether he proves it or not remains to be seen. There's the debate, yep. right? The fundamental debate we're having about Justin Fields is can he prove – he can be an effective passer when he has to throw the football. It isn't he can he be a good passer to throw a bubble screen, which enticed you completely and hooked you in and just has you completely in love today. I mean, literally, you are so far in love. You're like a high school sophomore. It's just remarkable. However, that being said, you know, he's got to prove that he can throw the football when it matters. And I, I don't know if they have the makeup to be a top five offense. Did anybody watch their offensive line? I mean, seriously. The games will be played a month from now. That's all I'll say. Uh, this last item here, Michael, Trey Lance is God, getting the start. <laughs> He's, Trey Lance is getting the start today against the Las Vegas Raiders, who will play the whole half for the 49ers. So I ask this. The San Francisco 49ers are hoping for a successful preseason leads to a trade interest in quarterback Trey Lance. No way or no doubt. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Look, the, this, as I've said, this Trey Lance thing isn't working. And I think everybody knows it's not working. Now, people on Twitter, your your conglomerates, your friends on Twitter think it still is, you know. And you know that's Twitter, though. You know, mom, more meatloaf. I'll just stay in my basement. You know, I'll just just pretend this. I, I, I've never seen a player. I was talking to somebody yesterday about no matter what Lance does, nobody gets discouraged, you know, mm. and nobody's honest about it either. But I think the 49ers, after three years, have come to the realization. And after practicing with the Raiders, I think they've come to the realization that, you know, nobody's going to come calling. And if they do, even if he plays well in the preseason, what are they going to get? I mean, think about it. I mean, last year, last year, Sam Ellinger was the best quarterback in preseason. Did anybody call the Colts for him? No. But, I mean, Ellinger, he wasn't drafted in the first round. And we know that teams always try to give these first former first-round picks It's not chance. where you get picked, Femi. It, yeah. It's not where you get picked. It's how you play. Which I agree with. But I feel like there's a lot of GMs that fall for where you get picked. That's, some, some, like, that's a fact, I feel Yeah, but like. this tape, the, 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 look, they are fully vested. When a fully vested team gives up, that's not a good sign. No, it is not. 
Jason LaConfora of 105.7 in Baltimore joins us next here on the Lombardia. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Michael Lombardi in New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas. Thomas Gable. Race and Sportsbook Director at the Borgata will be joining us in 15 minutes. But joining us right now 
It is the host over at 105.7 Baltimore, one of their radio hosts out there, also an NFL writer for the Washington Post, the one and only Jason Lockenfora has a lot of experience covering the National Football League, and he joins us here on the Lombardi line. Jason, we appreciate you taking the time as always. Obviously a big offseason for the Baltimore Ravens. We have Lamar signed, sealed, delivered. He's good to go. That's in the past. But I'm really curious about this offense. Todd Monken now, the offensive coordinator after Greg Roman being the coordinator for a number of years. A couple weeks into camp now, what are you hearing about this Ravens offense and what should we expect later on this fall? Well, even if and I hate to make much of preseason games, and I'm not, but if you just kind of parachuted in and watched probably any given offensive series last night in their preseason debut with Monk and pulling the strings, um, except for maybe the first couple, and you had watched any of Greg Roman's offense whatsoever, there there would be a few things that jumped out at you. Um, the, the pace at which they're trying to play um, is different. Uh, this is no longer a team that wants to bleed the clock and snap it on, you know, five or four or whatever and win time of possession that way. They want to win time of possession because they're, they're chucking the ball. They're spreading you out, and they're making you defend horizontal and vertical. And they're, they're – you know they're they're throwing high percentage passes to supplement the run game and they're keeping the clock going that way. Um, running backs being fully vested members of the passing game is something that people around here paying attention to this team have been begging for, screaming for Greg Roman every off season to integrate a screen game to 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 get the horizontal passing game going because they have backs who really could flourish in space. The guy we're going to talk most about here in a minute, um, who's not a part of this yet would it seems tailor-made for for jk dobbins we've yet to see him in this scheme even for a practice but you, you look at that and you say okay this is you know you just look at how they're going to deploy personnel and they went from the worst wide receiving room in the league to one where they're going to have dudes who don't make this team who catch on someplace else even if only as a practice squad so yeah you, you can go 11 personnel because not only do you have three you know, NFL caliber receivers to put out there in your three wide sets, but shoot, you might have six. Um, so yeah, there's, there's noticeable differences and there's a change in just, you know, things grow old in this league. Everything has a, a lifespan and, and eventually it's time for new ideas and new concepts. And did we ride that old thing as far as we can? We probably did. Um, do we need to evolve now in a different way in a more 2020 three-way versus a 1983 way. Yeah, we do. Jason, you brought it up. So make the case. Mm -hmm. Put on your defense attorney hat. We have a a complete law firm over here in Femi. He can defend anybody. But (laughs) I want you to defend J.K. Dobbins. Hold in. Is it a hold in? Like, is he actually expecting to get a new contract? Like, what, what is the justification for it? Like, explain to me why he makes a compelling case that he needs a new contract now. Well, I, I can't make that argument. The argument that I can make is this. If I were to defend J.K. Dobbins, I would say, um, you guys have heard my client at numerous times come forward and speak emotionally, viscerally, painfully about the detriment you caused to his career by playing him in meaningless games, by exposing him to, to needless hits 
and taking a year and a half of his career away because you had to see what he looked like in year two against, I don't even know what the Washington team was called then. I think they were still the WTS. But you did that to him. He wasn't the same for 18 months since. So guess what? We're not going out there now. We're not risking him having his career completely wiped out because he, you know, he tears his ACL in a practice or you subject him to preseason trauma again. So we're going to sit back here. He's going to do his own thing inside your building. If you think it's a big enough problem, you'll eventually convey that to us and your fan base through the media. But we're going to play this at our pace because we've tried it your way before. And the reason my client isn't getting paid is not because he's not effective. He averages over five yards a carry. It's not because he's not a multi-threat. You never threw the ball to him. I think he ran something like 25 routes in his final 10 games under Greg Roman. That's despicable. That's on you. That's not on him. But it's not because of any of that. It's because you got him hurt, and you got him hurt in a senseless way, and you've never really been the same, and he's never really been the same, and you're not going to pay him, so I'm going to protect him for whoever does pay him next. And that's what I think it's about. I think it's about injury risk right now, and if, if he's not out – this week, then we got a big problem. I suspect he's out there doing his own thing on the side while they're having these practices with the commanders, which he's not going to be a part of, obviously. But my guess is he gets out there, he starts doing his own thing, he, he you know, starts to practice for real a week or ten days leading into the season, and then he's banking on, I'm still, you're going to see me a few times and you're going to say, that's way better than Melvin Gordon. That's way better than Justice Hill. Or that in conjunction with Justice Hill, using two running backs, but using them in the pass game, not having it be obvious if you're running or passing based on who's on the field. Personnel's no longer a tell. I think Todd Munkin's going to look at this and say, man, everything that Justice Hill's doing right now with my stuff, which is great, imagine if I had Dobbins on the field too. Yeah. If any of our listeners need an agent here, uh, Jason Lockenfora might be available for you guys here. We're speaking with Jason Lockenfora, host of 105.7. I wouldn't the do it, by the way. I wouldn't be doing this at this point. Oh, no. I, I wouldn't, but, but oh, he's no. not going to get any money. And I think he knows he's not going to get any money. Yeah. He's sending a message to them saying, thanks for wrecking my career. I got to take care of myself now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, they kind of play hardball. But his career's not over. I mean, how about the year he was on IR? Did they not help him on that? To me, this is just, I mean, I don't know who his agent is, but I think the Not owner, killer. Steve Bashotti, knows. Yeah, I mean, he knows that if he gives in to this, then he's going to have chaos on his team. So, to me, it's a lost cause, and it really is. It shows he's more selfish than any team environment. I, 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 I don't understand it. To me, if I were the general manager of the Ravens, this would bother the hell out of me because it's really self-interest. Well, so far, they're kind of saying, hey, you know, at a certain point, this will boil over. But for now, we're talking to them, and we have a dialogue, and, you know, check back with us next week. I mean, they played the long game with Lamar Jackson. I mean, good luck if you're J.K. Dobbins. I mean, I just thought, like you said, like, I don't no, think he's going to get his money. I think he knows. He's yeah. not getting paid there. But I think he has had major – I know he's had major issues with their strength and conditioning staff. They finally fired – some of the people there who were um, figures of great scorn around here. He's had problems with their medical staff. You know what I mean? He's had problems yeah, yeah. with his usage the entire career where why is a guy who averages what he averages, you know what I mean, never getting more than four targets in a game, ne never getting more than 15 touches in a game. So I think he's, yes, he's being very, he's being selfish right now. I, I get it. 
to a degree. I don't know how much it's going to help him, and we'll see if he builds up enough calluses on his own to truly be ready in week one because I do believe next to Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins is the guy who could benefit the most from this coordinator change. I, I think as a modern, fully vested three down running back. I think he has the opportunity to show what he can do in the passing game now if he ever gets out there. Hey, Jason, we got about a minute left. I want to ask you this question about the defense. Is the pass rush with Odafe Owe, young pass rusher, Tyus Bowser, is this pass rush good enough to take another step in year two under Mike McDonald? You know, they have two major issues with this roster right now. They don't have enough on the edge and they don't have enough at corner. And um the Bowser thing, I mean, he hasn't done anything yet. And, and you know, this is an NFI thing. This is not related, I don't believe, at least from what they've said, to the Achilles injury of the past. That's a big deal, him not being out there yet. And it's, it's starting to make some people around here wonder a little bit. Um, no, I think they're going to add between now and the trade deadline. I think they're going to add at both positions. They had Clowney in the building. They had William Jackson in the building. Um, they're going to sign an edge or a corner this week, I would imagine. And then they're still going to eventually have to probably sign another one. The, the defense is the area of concern right now, as odd as that is to say about a Baltimore Ravens football team. Yeah, maybe this is a Ravens yeah, no team. No question. And I think, you know, Jason, Marlon Humphreys, and I know we've got to go, is a much better slot corner than outside. Yes, he is. There's no denying that. But go look at their group right now. They can't afford that luxury. And that's why I think Kyle Hamilton, as much as they want him to do everything, will probably play a lot in the slot because they can't afford to put Marlon there and then just go look at their depth chart right now at safety and corner. There's not any there there. All right. He is Jason Locking Forward. Wow. Check him out over at 1057 Thanks, The Fan Jason. in Baltimore. Thank also, wor his work over at The Washington Post where he's a national NFL beat writer. Thomas Gable joins us next here on The Lombardi Line. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 